Hello and welcome into the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Liam. I am joined by Graham as well as Zach tonight, which is awesome. So we're all together for the first time here. I'm uh, going to have some hey great yo. conversations. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going tonight, guys? It's going good, good, man. Doing good. Yeah. Doing doing awesome. Perfect. Excited to be here. I'm pretty stoked, too. I, I honestly, like, my face is hurting from smiling. So this is awesome. Um let's uh let's break down some news here and then we'll jump into uh jump into some buy sell and then we're gonna look at some matchups as well we'll give you our start to sit decisions for the week and then end everything off with a bold prediction so just looking at some news this week uh there's not a huge amount of important news since yesterday um i mean the most important being apparently miami is in talks with Houston in a trade for Deshaun Watson, which is also going to send Tua to Washington, but apparently the rumors are false. Um, we'll see if it happens. I'm pretty sure the trade deadline's this week, so I, that might be why this kind of information is coming out. Um, the Panthers signed Amir Abdullah. I don't know if that's just because maybe, I, I hope CMC didn't have another setback with his hamstring injury. Julio didn't practice. Gronka uh, Rob Gronkowski, he did not practice, but it is Wednesday, so more than likely, they said he was coming back this week. Hopefully, it's just maintenance day. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater is still questionable to play. Other than that, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is questionable. Same with a lot of the uh, guy. Like I don't know if you guys have seen the injury report from Cleveland, but Mayfield's out. Yeah, Mayfield's out, and Keenum starting. And they're also, like, you've got Clowney, you've got Conklin, you've got Willis, you've got Treader, yeah. you've got Malik Jackson, you've got Malcolm Smith, Mac Wilson, are all listed as questionable. Like, Yeah, it's all over the board. They're just in so much trouble. Graham and I talked about last night how we expected the Denver-Cleveland game to be a very punt-heavy game. I'm not expecting that anymore, Graham. I, I don't know if you are still, but I'm not expecting that. It depends how many... Of their people actually sit, um, especially on their defense. But right now, uh, they don't. They don't look like an NFL team. They're they're going to be starting borderline CFL players pretty soon. So <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I would. I would say the Broncos are a pretty strong defensive start this week. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and... I would. I want. I haven't looked at their uh, DST for our DFS line, but they'd probably be a pretty good steal. Uh, for tomorrow night's game, I'm not sure yet. But even if you're doing a like a head-to-head -head kind of thing, and absolutely for a points league, you could uh, you could stack them with players and actually probably do pretty well. Yeah, and I mean, I just with the fact that there's so many offensive pieces missing from Cleveland, um, especially on the offensive line too. There's really important pieces missing um, or questionable. I think that Denver is going to have a lot of opportunities on offense tomorrow night. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's pretty much it for news. I, I mean, there's this, there's still the guys that you're looking at. You're trying to watch just to see if they're going to be playing this week. Uh, we did talk about them a bit yesterday, so just keep an eye out on those guys. Let's get into buy and sell here. Now, we've got five topics here. We'll get into... I, I'm kind of excited because I want to... Like, going over these and talking about these, I... I between this and bold predictions, I'm I'm almost as excited to see what happens with our choices on this as I am to see what my fantasy team does on the weekend. 
<laughs> so first buy and sell is Jameis Winston over 270 yards passing and two and two touchdowns this week. I am selling this. I don't think yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean the matchups there for him to to exploit, but I don't see it happening either. It doesn't sound like Traquan Smith. I don't think is going to be back in time. Um, so they're still relying on Callaway and a bunch of garbage outside of that. So I, uh, I'm selling this one too. What about you, Graham? I'm definitely a buy. I think, uh, I think Winston has not shown, he's not been Winston so far this year. And I mean, good Winston, not bad Winston who throws 30 interceptions. <laughs> he that was also good, good Winston though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. <laughs> he hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't been the good side of Winston's game that throws a lot of passing yards and touchdowns, but I think he's starting to throw deep a little more. You're starting to see Callaway get a lot more looks. Um, I think that, especially if Traquan's out this week again, uh, he's going to probably be looking deep a little more. He's in a very plus matchup, and I think... Odds are he probably goes deep a bit, and he's going to probably be thrown to his running backs a bit. So he's he's going to have some easy passing yardage, and I I think it's hard not to see him get uh, at least a couple of deep passes in this game. I mean, yeah, I, th I think the key I think the key to him getting there would is Kamara. It seems like a Kamara game. Yeah, and, I... uh, yeah, and and I think Kamara could carry him to that. That's possible, but. Uh, I don't know. Graham's a bit of a Winston truther for those who don't know. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not surprised on his buy on this one. Yeah, I'm uh, honest. I, I was saying yesterday that there are two running backs that I'm absolutely terrified to play against this week. If I'm, if I'm any, if I'm any, fan, any fantasy owner, I don't want to be playing against Derrick Henry and I don't want to be playing against Kamara this week just yeah, because Seattle's, absolutely. Seattle's allowing the fourth, like the second most receiving yards to the running back. And the fourth most rush yards to the running back. So Kamara is going to be absolutely ridiculous. Week. Ridiculous this week. Agreed. All right. So we got two cells and a buy. What do we got next? Yeah. Uh, next, let's kick it over to Swift. Uh, over 15 fantasy points in 0.5 PPR. Uh, I'm a sell. I mentioned it yesterday. I think. There's a possibility that he gets a decent amount of work as the game gets out of hand on them, but I don't think it's a good matchup even with the game out of hand for him to really do a whole lot, and I just don't like the outlook for him to really have much. Yeah, yeah, no, I um, I'm I'm actually agreeing with uh, with Graham on this one, and I think this was a, um, a pretty hard sell for me on this one too. I uh, just don't see the path happening. And then after the, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the press conference after the Detroit game where uh, Jared Goff got completely called out pretty much by his coach for uh, for he needs to carry the team and do a lot more. So I think Goff's going to try to throw the ball a bit here and try to prove himself, but. Uh, uh, maybe so those are short dump offs, which he's known for to Swift, but I don't see this one happening. I think this game's not going to be, uh, not going to play in their favor in any way. All right. Well, this is, this is a unanimous sell because I'm also selling 
And I really don't have anything to add to this because you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head for everything else. All right. What, awesome. What, okay. What do we got for the next one? All right. Let's jump over to uh, this is one uh, one I like. I, I got Godwin in a few pools. So uh, this is uh, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the most productive wide receiver in Tampa Bay this week. And uh, I I bought this one. Um I, I think he's going to pull it off and also have some personal side to that where I really hope he does pull it off. But uh, So it's a biased, I think it's a biased buy. It's, it's a biased buy for sure. <laughs> yeah, you got me on this one. But uh, I, I, I honestly, he's super talented and they haven't thrown it to him quite as much. And maybe OJ Howard will get a couple less looks this week and maybe a couple more go to Godwin. And, and we'll see. You never know. Mike Evans can get two catches or he can get 12 catches. So. I'm uh, I'm leaning more to Godwin being uh, being pretty productive this week, and AB slowed by a uh, Antonio Brown slowed by an injury uh, early in the week too, so that yeah. might come into factor. Maybe maybe doesn't completely slow him down, but I think that weighs a little bit into favor for Godwin. So I'm gonna that's why I leaned uh, went with the buy on Godwin. Yeah, that's also why I'm going with the buy. Also, I mean, again, Chicago's defense. Chicago is they're a pretty good uh, they're a pretty good defense. They are allowing points to the wide receiver, but I think they're going to try and shut down Evans. And they'll concentrate more on Evans. Obviously, with Brown being injured, I think Godwin is the benefactor of that. So I think Godwin probably has the best week out of the three of them. Uh, for me, I I put this one as a sell, uh, mostly because I'm expecting AB and Gronk to play. I think if both of them do, I think Gronk takes a lot of those short looks away from Godwin. Uh, it's nothing against Godwin. Uh, Zach will attest that I have certainly drafted him in previous years when his ADP was lower. I think he's a very talented wide receiver, but I think there's a lot of mouse to feed on that offense, and I think the odds that he's the most productive is pretty slim. Yeah, all right. Well, two buys and a sell. What do we got next? Uh, let's go to McLaurin on over 75 yards receiving against Green Bay. For this one, I'm a buy. Uh, based off of his last couple games with Heineke, uh, 75 does seem steep, but I think there's a good chance Fitz is back this week. If Fitz is back, I think 75 seems almost on the light side. Uh, with the way Fitz likes to lock in on receivers and the obvious talent disparity between McLaurin and the rest of the receiving core in Washington. Yeah, I can, it, I get that, but I, I'm personally selling on this just because Green Bay is very good against the wide receiver and in plus matchups. Uh, I mean, like last week, he played Kansas City only at 95 yards, right? If Jair Alexander is out there this week, He's going to be matched up with McLaurin. Heineke's been bad the last few weeks. And if even if it is Fitz this week, I'm worried about Rust. I know that he zooms yeah. in on one receiver, but in my opinion, I'm just I'm worried about it. And if there's a worry and there's a good matchup, I think 75 might be a little more than he can get this week. Yeah, I agree with the Jair Alexander call. Like that was uh that was one that was worrying me and this was probably I was towing the line on this one at 75. Um but I did end up going with a buy. Um Heineke smashed me into a loss last week for uh for starting him out of nowhere uh, against Kansas City and he broke my heart, but uh 
He's uh, he's not he playing very well right too. now, but yeah, <laughs> I think he broke a lot of hearts last week. He was a he was a popular pickup and 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 play last week, and uh, I played him over Kirk Cousins, who outscored him by about twenty one points. So it was a it was a good feeling for me last week. But I I do believe that uh, I think you know he's got one guy to go to, and I think he's going to go to him a lot. And it may take fifteen targets to get those seventy five yards, but I I think he's going to get it. All right, well, so it's you two against me on McLaurin. We'll see how that works out. Uh, what's the next one and last one? Yeah, so let's jump to our last one. Uh, we're talking about tight ends here. We're going uh, talking about Hunter Henry from the New England Patriots. Uh, we're going top seven tight end on the week. And uh, I, even though it's the bipocalypse and there's a lot of tight ends, like there's some good tight ends not playing this week, I, uh, I went to sell on this one because uh, – Johnny's got to have a game at some point. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I believe in that, I think. I believed in him last year, and he was pretty good. And I didn't believe him this year, and so far he hasn't done much. But I don't. Uh, I just don't like the odds of him hitting that with uh, with Mac throwing him the ball. And, um, and top, top seven's a tight line. Like, it's uh, it's kind of right there. Like, he could. I think he could be top ten for sure. But uh, I thought seven was just a pinch high. Fair enough. Uh, I certainly don't think he's top three this week, but he's been he's been great to start. He's obviously locked in uh, with a rookie quarterback, which generally is a, a great place to be if you're looking for receptions because rookies tend to not distribute the ball too much. I think that they're playing they're playing the Jets. I think they're going to run all over them. But I think Henry is probably the most likely out of the whole receiving and tight end core in New England to have a good week. And I think top seven is extremely achievable. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I'm buying Hunter Henry as a top seven tight end this week. He seems to be who Mac Jones looks at in the end zone. He's had three touchdowns over the last three weeks. And if you're looking for tight ends to be in that top ten... You're looking, I know it's top seven, but if you're looking for tight ends to be in that top 10, you're looking for guys that have the touchdown upside. And I think Hunter Henry definitely has that against a pretty bad defense this week. So I think he's, I think top seven is absolutely doable. All right. So that's what, all we have for buy sell. We're going to move into the, uh, the last four games, the last four matchups of week seven, starting out with Houston and Arizona. Um, going over to the Houston side of the ball, Arizona's lying the 28th most points to the quarterback, 27th most points to the running back, 8th most points to the wide receiver, and 32nd most points to the tight end. I, I, I think I've said this almost every week. I'm not confident in starting anybody in, in Houston other, brand, other than Brandon Cooks, um, and this is actually a really good matchup for him. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking to stream anybody. I'm not looking to tinker him. I'm not looking at... Um, the other wide receiver, I can't remember his name. Moore, is that his name? And Nico Collins? Nico Collins, yeah. I mean, he's a stash for me, but I, I'm not I'm not looking to start anybody else this week other than Cooks. Yeah, yeah, I would, yeah Houston's going to be down, and they're going to be chasing all game. So uh, this is a good game for Cooks. I strongly agree with that, that uh, he, could, uh, he could perform for sure. But uh, I'm with you. I'm not... Uh, 
I'm not throwing David Johnson out there or hoping and praying that Mark Ingram's actually uh, going to get more than 1.3 yards of carry. <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm sticking with uh, and Arizona's defense has been great this year. So I don't uh, 1.3 I don't see yards per carry might be generous. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope I play against Mark Ingram in a few leagues this week, but I don't think it'll happen. But uh, yeah, no, I don't see how you start uh, anything outside of Cooks. Agreed. Uh... You guys basically said it. Uh, Arizona is going to walk all over them, and Houston's going to have troubles against a very good defense. And Cooks, I mean, I mean, there's obviously there's other people you could look to potentially stream because Houston is going to have to throw the ball a lot because they're going to be down quick, and it's going to be bad. But uh, I think the only one you can really start with any kind of confidence is Cooks. I would agree. Yeah, I was uh, the only other thing I was going to say there is you could maybe with the bipocalypse throw Jordan Akins in there as a as a stream at tight end. That's a that's a bit of a reach, but <laughs> I mean it's uh, it's yeah, I could see him. I mean, they're going to be down, they're going to be throwing and they don't have a lot to throw to, so That's he's, true. Uh, he's shown he can catch the ball, so he might he might be a stash. I, I'd consider him in, uh, in DFS. I might do that this week because he'll probably cost absolutely nothing. Well, especially with six teams on bye, right? Like it, like you said, yeah. by Apocalypse. It is slim pickings out there. It's just, for me, Arizona is a scary matchup. Simmons on Arizona is a freak at linebacker. And yeah. he's, like, he didn't have a great start last year, but he's looked a lot better this year. So... Yeah, the only position that scores points on Arizona is the wide receiver. Yeah. And that plays right into Cooks. All right, well, I think we've spent way too much time on Houston because I, I just don't yeah. think the rest <laughs> of it's worth it. Let's talk about something yeah. a little bit more entertaining here with Arizona. Houston is allowing the 13th most points to the quarterback, 8th most to the running back, 27th most to the wide receiver, 2nd most to the tight end. Houston is also allowing the 3rd most rush yards to the running back. Um, for me, and I don't know about you guys, I, I've i said this before, and I, I know I've said this to Graham, but obviously, Zach, with you being here for the first time tonight, when you have a team that is allowing a lot of receiving yards or a lot of rushing yards to certain positions, it makes for a very safe baseline, which to me means that both Edmonds and Connor are both relevant this week and could, like, they're both going to have good weeks. Yeah, I think they're both top twenty backs on the year in most formats too. Yeah. So I mean, they're they've been they've proven that they can be rolled out almost every week, regardless of of the matchup so far. So I think this one leans heavy to the running back because I mean, like we were talking before, Arizona should be should be running away with this game, and uh, and yeah, I think it's going to be a big game for both those guys. And yeah, Hopkins is a good start. I'm going to limit the other wide receivers because surprisingly Houston's actually pretty good against the wide receiver. And I know we're not all going to agree on this next next take, and it's mostly my take, but I think Ertz is a good start this week. I know that one of you has him as a sit this week, but <laughs> <laughs> is, it just, is it just concern that it's his first week in the new offense? Yeah, yeah. Do we know if, uh, if the coach is going to be there this week? Yeah, that's a good question. It was the coach and the offensive coordinator last week, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was like. I don't know. Either way, I think with the awkwardness with the coaching staff and stuff, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I mean, based on the buys being happening and and lots of tight ends out, 
Um, it's certainly not the worst thing you could do is throw Ertz out there, but I, I'm just a bit hesitant on how he'll do in his first week. But that's that that's basically it. But I know I know Houston's given up a a myriad of points to the tight end, so it's uh, it could he's set up for a good spot, but it could be one of those one of those letdowns because they have so many receivers they can throw to, right? For sure. What do you think, Graham? Uh, I don't think or I I don't see Ertz running a lot of plays. But it's very easy to see him running, at, like them getting him in for a bunch of end zone looks um, and some things like that, which I, I see him as kind of a boomer bust. I think he's either going to catch like, you know, two catches for 13 yards or, you know, four catches for, you know, 15 points. Um, but I don't think he's the worst start in the world. Uh, I will say Chase Edmonds, uh, while he's great in PPR, he's a lot less valuable in standard. Uh, I think this is a week, even in standard, that you can probably go ahead and start him just because he's probably going to get a lot of touches. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yep. I, I, th- I think, I, I mean, they're both going to be great this week, so... Anyways, do you guys have anything else to add to this matchup, or do you want to move on to the next one? No, I'm good. Nope. We covered it. Perfect. All right, let's go to Chicago and Tampa Bay. Looking at Chicago, Tampa Bay is allowing the seventh most points to the quarterback, 31st most points to the running back, 11th most points to the wide receiver, and 10th most points to the tight end. Tampa is also allowing the fifth most receiving yards to the running back, which, depending on which running back it is, I think it's good for both of them. I don't, it, it, Williams hasn't been cleared to come off the COVID list yet. They're still waiting, but uh, is it Herbert or is it Ebert? I think it's Herbert, but okay. I, I thought it was Herbert wrong. too. That's, that's what he was I, calling it on red zone last week. So I'm going with it. I, I believe it's <laughs> Herbert as well. Okay. Okay. We'll go with Herbert, but uh, yeah, I think, I think the running back this week, you're not really looking to start them um, just because Tampa's got a, really good defense against the run but uh, I think Tampa's going to get up you could you could see some value in garbage time with the receiving yards to the running back but the thing that scares me I don't like relying on running back and if you're one of those teams that has Herbert or Williams he's probably your RB2 or RB3 at this point and I just it it make it gives me it makes me panic putting someone in there at my RB2 when they're going against Tampa I think he's a solid flex play, personally. Yeah, I think I'm going to be forced into flexing him due to the buys and injuries. So, um, but I actually, I actually feel okay with it. He's he's decent. I mean, I, I Williams not being off the COVID list yet. Um, I mean, bodes pretty well for Herbert. He looked he's looked pretty good. He's every time he's touched the ball. So, I think he's a. And, I, and he, I think he's a flex, but yeah, it's a, it's not a strong flex. I I think he's. He's looked pretty good catching the ball as well, which is important for this one because that's that's where you're looking at his points. I think if you're talking a standard league, I think he's not as great. But in a full PPR, I don't see why you wouldn't have confidence put him in your flex. All right. Um, and how are you guys feeling about Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson? Well, Robinson's uh, nursing an injury. Yeah, he was. Uh, I can't remember if he was a DNP or limited today. I think he was limited. Yeah, I I think it was limited as well. Yeah, so I mean, if God, if he's out, 
Mooney all day. I'll, I'll put him out there and, and see what he can do. Um, uh, but because uh, it is a good I mean, matchup for the wide receiver against Tampa. Yeah, I know exactly. I think I think Mooney's got potential there for sure. And if Fields can get that deep ball going, then Mooney could put up some points. We've seen it done to Tampa, so I'm sure he can. He could do it, especially if Robinson's out. But I, I think Robinson's somebody rest a season who I don't know. I might just be stuck on what he's done in the past, but I think there's potential there. He looked all right last week. Are you guys? Are you guys even thinking about playing Justin Fields in this matchup? No. Nope. Yeah, I'm not either. I just wanted. To, it's it's one of those ones where I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, seventh most points of the quarterback. You could stream Justin Fields." I'm not streaming Justin Fields in this matchup. No, and I'm. I was super high on him in the draft and going into the season. I was. I was thinking he's better than Trey Lance. I got a, I had a lot of confidence in him. I was I was thinking uh, a lot, but <laughs> I would go nowhere near him this week. Absolutely. Okay, let's move over to the Tampa side of the ball. Chicago is allowing the 24th most points to the quarterback, 19th most to the running back, 13th most to the wide receiver, 28th most to the tight end. I think you start Tom Brady regardless of matchup, even though it's not a great matchup this week. You're going to start him. I think Fournette is a low-end RB2 slash flex. We talked about Chris Godwin being the most productive wide receiver for Tampa this week, and it's it's possible that Gronk is back. So, I mean, I hope Gronk is back, um, but also, like we talked about, I think that takes away from Godwin a little bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, think, um, I think the one thing there, too, could be that, uh, I mean... Chicago's given up a lot of points to tight end. So if Gronk's not there, um, I think O.J. Howard could be in play, especially, once again, talking DFS. I mean, super cheap guy to throw out there. Chicago's only allowing the 28th most points to the tight end. They're actually pretty decent to the tight end. Oh, did I read that wrong? Yeah, I think you read that wrong. I think I checked it wrong. Yeah, yeah, they're actually pretty good against the tight end. Either way, I actually still think O.J. Howard is a decent shot this week. (laughs) All right. Maybe that should be a bold prediction. Um, I I mean, if Gronk's there, like you're playing Gronk I think there's some end zone. I think there's some end zone potential um, for O.J. Howard. Uh, They definitely seem to favor him as the backup to Gronk right now. But I, I think... I think Gronk's going to be back. I don't think Gronk is necessarily going to be back with his full workload, but I think if Gronk is back in any capacity, I think OJ Howard becomes fairly irrelevant um, based off the fact that he's kind of one of those guys that needs to be the only guy to really be productive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that to be to, to be fully transparent, the uh, the OJ plug was with Gronk not playing, and I don't think Gronk's going to play personally, but we'll see. I mean, he has been pretty injury prone and did retire because of injuries. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah I he's probably he's probably ha- he's probably slamming a beer right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add to this matchup, or should we move on to the next one? Keg stand injuries are real. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a great. <laughs> Completely fantasy relevant keg stands. All right, let's go over to Indianapolis against San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco. Let's move on. Yeah, <laughs> let's move on from keg stands and injuries and retirement. Um, God, that last one. 
Um, anyways, San Francisco's allowing the 10th most points to the quarterback, 17th most points to the running back, 15th most points to the wide receiver, 27th most points to the tight end. What are you guys thinking about Indianapolis this week? Jonathan Taylor all day. (laughs) Jonathan Taylor all day. I I think you got to start Taylor. I think if you have him and you're not starting him, uh, you need to check your head. Uh, you probably have Taylor's Derek, Derek been Henry phenomenal and so far this, this season, and he's been getting stronger. I realized Pittman kind of burned me a little bit last week. I had him as one of my starts and was pretty high on him, but I think Pittman, even though he's on the road uh, in San Francisco, which isn't the best place to be, I think he still has a very good night this week. Um, I think Wentz is going to be a solid streamer. San Francisco isn't the worst team to play. And I think right now, if you're looking at Indianapolis, the only guy who really catches any kind of pass load that isn't hobbled is Pittman. So I think uh, I think he's a great way to go. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, just earlier uh, with to the Jonathan Taylor take, uh, Quentin Nelson's back off the IR. So he's obviously going to improve that run game even more so in a in a pretty decent matchup, so. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too, actually. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think people focus on him enough. He's that good. If Indianapolis could just get Braden Smith back too right now, that would be awesome. For those who don't know, uh, Liam's an indie fan. So oh, I've mentioned that <laughs> probably several times that. on okay. here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, let's He's head over. He's not subtle about it. Absolutely not, no. Why? You threw yeah. me under the bus for owning Higby last night, so. I mean, I don't own him anymore, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Anyways, let's talk about San Francisco. Uh, Indianapolis is allowing the 8th most points to the quarterback, 29th most points to the running back, 7th most points to the wide receiver, and 6th most points to the tight end. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably playing this week. Trey Lance has a hurt knee. Jimmy can come back. I think that increases Debo's... I think he, it's better for Debo, absolutely. And I think it almost increases the value to Ayuk. I know he's been absolutely terrible for the start of the season, but I think you might be able to flex him this week. What do you guys think? Yeah, to touch on the uh, – I mean, Debo's, Debo's great. If he's healthy, Debo's great. Yeah. And uh, you, I think you're right. Jimmy's accurate enough that, that Debo could uh, – Debo's going to keep playing pretty well, I think. And he, he's, he, could be one of, he could be a top 10 guy rest of the season. Um, if he keeps playing the way he is, I, I, I actually, uh, a couple of people asked me my opinion on Ayuk actually earlier today. And, uh, I was, I was advising that, you know what, pick him up. He's on waiver wires everywhere. I'm, I'm open to the idea of, of Garoppolo coming back and Ayuk catching, catching more balls. And they even said San Francisco came out and said that they want to kind of get him more involved and they acknowledged that they, they haven't really been utilizing him Right. So the fact that they did that, I think, uh, shows that he's, if he's on waiver wires and you got a spot, I'd. I think he's worth a shot. And also, also Kittle's out, right? So you, you got to feel yeah. like some of that production might be going towards him too. Totally. Yeah, no, I think I, that's 100%. I think Ayuk is, is one of those guys who's super talented. He's got all the pieces you really need other than he just he doesn't seem to completely run his routes right some of the time. Um, and... I, I think they I think he's a guy who's hard to rely on uh, which which hurts him 
especially when you got someone who's so good like Debo. I think he offers some he offers a lot of potential. If you want to pick him up for potential, I think that's great. I think that this matchup might go well for him, but he's not a guy that I have a ton of faith in. No, I'd I'd say the big thing with him for me is I think his ceiling is higher than pretty much everybody else you're going to see in the wide receivers on waiver wire right now. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. If you – so I'm – I don't know. What what would you guys do with the running back situation in San Francisco right now? Drop them all. Drop them all? Okay. I think I'm on that, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm on that page as I'm, well. I'm, uh, no, I don't. I don't buy that they're going to give the ball to Mitchell, and then when Wilson's back, I think they're. Pro- I, I think Wilson's got a good chance that they're going to give him the ball. I think Hasty's designated to return too right now, isn't he? Yeah, the thing that's the thing that's scary about Wilson is I think he got delayed a few. Like I think they came out and said that he's going to be another couple weeks than what they thought initially. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I, you've got four mouths to feed in that running back core, and I think you got three of them for sure who seem to be made of like paper so <laughs> I so what you're I saying mean, is it, start Kyle Juszczyk I, I think at this point you I, th- I think it's fine if you got one of them if you want to stash them on your bench if you got a deeper bench league uh, I don't see why you're dropping running backs who might be able to flex in for 20 points at some point if they happen to be the only back in that backfield. Um, But they're they're guys you don't start unless you have confidence in starting them, which you really don't uh, at the moment. All right. And um, with Kittle out and this being a tough matchup, sorry, not a tough matchup, a good matchup for the tight end, and it's bipocalypse, so you're obviously you're missing like you're missing Knox, you're missing Schultz, um, you're missing Cook, you're missing Conklin, you're missing Frymouth. Like though a lot of those names that I mentioned are guys that that people might have ended up streaming in weeks past. Are you looking at Ross Dwelly this week? No. <laughs> no, really. Hard no? Okay. <laughs> I, I I I'd honestly look at Jordan Akins or I mean, there's there's lots of guys. I mean, Ricky Seals Jones is still on waiver wires everywhere. I think he's an easy play over Dwelly. Yeah, I would um, like if Cole I had Komet to. Even like, yeah, Komet's a good one. I, if I had to, I'd much rather go to the other side of the ball and get Moali Cox just for the touchdown upside. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Even though it's uh, a tough matchup, agree. Especially with especially with the hobbled receivers in Indy too, right? Yeah. I mean, Paris Campbell's out for forever now, and Ty gets hurt every week. Even though he looked great last week, he still got hurt again, and. Paris Campbell so I, is I, yeah. the most frustrating player. I I don't like he shows up and he makes this one great big play and he does this awesome celebration with everybody in the end zone and then two seconds later he's ruled out for the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> like I just I I couldn't. Anyways, is there anything else you guys want to add to this matchup or should we go to the last one of the night? I'm good to go to Monday night. All right. This is a matchup I'm looking forward to talking about just because of one side. I'm really not excited to talk about one of these teams. But uh, New Orleans against Seattle, which is the Monday nighter. We'll start with New Orleans because they're more exciting to talk about. 
Uh, Seattle, and I, I'm totally dropping all of these things and trying to insult Seattle because Zach called me out for being a Colts fan, and I know he's a Seahawks fan. So um, <laughs> <laughs> Seattle's allowing the 15th most points to the quarterback, fourth most to the running back, 12th most to the wide receiver, 13th most to the tight end. They're also, and this is this is why I was talking about being afraid to play against Kamara this week, and I happen to being be playing against Kamara in one of my leagues this week. Seattle's allowing the fourth most passing yards, as well as the fourth most rush yards to the running back, and the second most receiving yards to the running back. Seattle is also allowing the fifth most receiving yards to the wide receiver. Winston, Winston is a good streamer this week, but Kamara, I think, is going to be... I If I had to put my money on anybody being the number one back of the week, not named Derrick Henry, it would be Alan Kamara. Yeah, I I think that's completely fair. Um, it it's hard to say anything bad about Kamara's odds of being, you know, top two or three on this week. Uh, I am very happy to not be playing him in any leagues. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I think um, I think Callaway's a streamer. Yeah, I think Winston. Ugh, I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but Seattle doesn't know how to play defense. So <laughs> it's uh, and, and now with Geno back there, they don't really know how to play offense. So it's uh, it's going to be pretty gross, I think. They know how to Metcalf. <laughs> that's about it. Well, and and if Matt, and they're not Metcalfing last week, so they probably won't be again this week. Yeah, probably not. Um, all right, is there anything else you guys have to add to the New Orleans side of the ball? Nope. All right. Let's... No, you could. I, I, I'd roll that defense out confidently. This Absolutely. Week. Yeah, that is a great start this week. I think actually one of us did pick them as a starter this week. We'll, we'll uh, talk about that, that a bit here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, looking at Seattle, um, New Orleans is allowing the 31st most points to the quarterback. So, second worst matchup. 23rd most to the running back. Not great either. Um, 14th most to the wide receiver and 29th most to the tight end. Uh, Alex Collins, if. You, if you picked him up, he is questionable for this week. It's pretty hard to know who to go to. I I don't know if I'm going with Penny or Homer. I do have Collins in not only our main league, but in, in one of my other leagues. And it also happens to be in a league where like I'm missing some other running backs due to health or bye. And I have to... I do, I do end up... I, I can start him or I can start... Um, Williams if he comes back but I'm looking at Penny or, I picked up both Penny and Homer I just don't know who to start if Collins is out yeah I, I probably I mean if Collins is healthy I think you still gotta flex him because he's looked great um he's if he's, if he's healthy I'm playing him like I have to play yeah. him if I'm picking between Penny and Homer I'm probably going Homer um I don't know. I don't. I don't have much confidence that Penny's going to be able to handle more than a couple snaps. And even if he does, I don't know if he stays in the game because he's really not been able to stay on the field in his career so far. And uh, as a Seattle fan, that was a, a, a no offense to the guy, but that was not a good pick. <laughs> and I hated it from the moment it happened, and it's it's been it's been it's been bad the whole time. So I feel for the guy because he can't stay on the field, but. I'd side Homer on that one because he's a great he's a good pass catching back, and they're probably going to be down and trying to trying to throw the ball, so he's got a shot to have a game. For the record, I think 
Kenny has had periods where he's looked like he might live up to his potential. He just can't stay on the field long enough to really grow into it. You do realize but, he was drafted in the first round, right? I do. He uh, <laughs> he's what was it, twenty sixth overall or something like that? It was at the, it was near the end. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number. I wiped yeah. it from memory, but I knew it was in the first. <laughs> yeah, Yikes. you're you're a you're a Seattle fan, and I I realized that uh, them drafting a running back who has had the career he has with that position is going to be a particularly uh, thorny barb. But, uh, like, I think he has shown potential. I think he's more than capable of doing all right. That being said, chances are New Orleans kind of leans on the gas in this one, and Seattle's playing from behind. So I do agree with you. I think Homer is the better start. I don't think... Penny is irrelevant, though. Okay. And, I mean, you guys did talk about... Uh, I can't remember if it was which one of you, but you were talking about the concern for Metcalf uh, not really being there last week. Do you think he has a safe enough floor this week? Metcalf was fine last week. He wasn't great, but he was fine. I think that this week he will be better. Um, and I think he's probably going to get more looks as they roll along and I think you're fine with Metcalf but he's probably the only one I would look to start this week yeah I agree yeah. Lockett is super concerning without Wilson yeah Gino just I don't think Gino's going to hit him for those deep balls and I mean one of the big keys to Lockett's career has been that connection with Russell and how they they just they connect they hit he hits him every time and he hits him in the exact spot whereas not I did I don't think Gino's hitting anybody in the right spot. <laughs> well, and that's where Met it plays into Metcalf because he's got such a large target window and he's such a big, strong guy that you, you could throw a bad ball his way and he'll still find a way to catch it. Um, yeah, and his yard his yards after the catch potential is pretty high too, just because of his absolutely. Yeah, he is he is a freak athlete. All right, well uh, I think that's probably it for Seattle, unless you guys got anything else. I think it's time nope, for start it's... sit. All right. Yeah. So just before we get to start sit, um, Buffalo, Dallas, Jacksonville, Chargers, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, all on by this week. Um, so obviously don't start any of those players. Um, all right. Let's get into start sit. So I will lead off with my quarterback start of the week, but I, I do have an alternate just because if the I my start is to a Tiger Vailoa, right? Just going against Atlanta. Atlanta is hemorrhaging fantasy points to almost every position. They're allowing the fourth most points to the quarterback and the fourth most rushing yards to the quarterback. Tua can run, and both defenses are bad, so this should be a high-scoring game. If for some reason the, the news that came out today was Tua is going to Washington, Deshaun's going to Miami, and picks are going back to Houston, if that happens, I think Carson Wentz is also a good start. Fair enough. Um, I'm definitely starting Ryan Tannehill. I think uh, it's a pretty obvious matchup. He hasn't necessarily had the greatest season, so he's on a lot of waiver wires. Um, probably not anymore, as most waivers go Wednesday morning. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he's up against Kansas City. Uh, he's around 20th in the league right now at the QB position in most leagues. Uh, he's, if, if you can get him, 
get him. Uh, it's hard to see another quarterback fail against the god awful Kansas City defense. So bad. Yeah, I uh, yeah I actually agree with you guys on those two. I, I I like Wentz a lot this week too. I think that was a smart smart call. Um, my uh, my start of the week might come back and bite me, but uh, I uh, I went with Matt Ryan. I think. Uh, <laughs> Matty Ice is a bit of a roller coaster ride in the fantasy world these days, but uh, I think he's probably going to get it done this week. And with the buys going on in that, I think uh, uh, there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are sitting this week. I know I have I have quarterbacks in every league um, that uh, I don't get to play that I don't get to ride the Josh Allen train this week, unfortunately. So it's uh, I think Matt Ryan's going to get it done. He's looked he's looked better in the last couple games, and this is a great matchup. I think he's going to. I have faith in him this week. Ridley's coming. Ridley's going to be there, and I think Pitts looked great last week. So yeah, we'll see what happens, or at least the week before. Yeah, I, I would agree with Matt Ryan. Matt, I, I think that game, like I said, there's going to be a lot of points, so I think that's going to benefit both quarterbacks. So yeah, Matt Ryan's an awesome start this week too. Okay, I will lead off here with the quarterback sit. Um, I've just put Washington quarterback, whether it's Heineke or whether it's Fitz. I'm not looking to start either one this week. Um, it, Heineke's not been great the last couple weeks. Fitz, I think, is going to be rusty, so I'm not going to spend much more time on it than that because I don't really think it needs any more explanation than that. Fair enough. Um, I For mine, uh, I went with something that may not be popular. I went with Matt Stafford. Uh, he's been He's been good this year. He's definitely shown uh, a lot of his kind of early career um, stats and arm power. I think this week I'm not starting him. I'm sitting him purely because he's playing the Detroit Lions. Detroit has not been great to the quarterback this year, and it is solely because their offense is terrible and their defense is awful. And quarterbacks get up by so much so fast that they end up not throwing a lot of balls. And I think that's going to probably happen to him this week. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Stafford, if you didn't get him in there before me, I, I was probably going to pick Stafford as a sit this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually with you. I was thinking the same thing. But uh, I know Graham Graham kind of put in his uh, input first. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good one. And, I mean, mine's probably going to be somewhat unpopular, I think, with you two. I know, especially with Graham. <laughs> I, I went with Jameis Winston, which... I know statistically doesn't make a ton of sense because Seattle's not, you know, they're they're uh, they're they're giving up points, but I just don't trust his consistency and uh, and his weapons right now outside of Kamara. And and in all honesty, they haven't really been throwing the ball to Kamara much this year, so they've been using him as a runner. I mean, he had 26 carries the other week, and uh, which doesn't make and he didn't have any targets that game. So it's been a weird year for uh, for his kind of meld with with Kamara, and I think. Uh, I think Seattle might play a little bit better on defense against them this week, and I think it's actually going to be kind of a low-scoring, boring game, to be honest. But that could go completely the other way, and, and New Orleans could light Seattle up. I don't see any way Seattle lights New Orleans up. <laughs> All right. Why, why don't you lead us into our running back uh, our running back starts this week there, Zach? Yeah, sure. Um, so for starts, um, I went uh, – I think I went a little bit deeper than you guys maybe on this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I went uh, – I'm, I'm thinking Gibson's not going to play. Um, he's been pretty banged up. And, uh, I mean, they might throw him out there again, but I think they need 
personally I really need to let hope him they don't. I really hope they he's don't. The, I mean, he's the he's the future of that team, so I don't uh, I don't see why they keep rolling him out. But uh, I think J.D. McKissick looked great last week when, when Gibson was out. They were, he looked good running the ball, and he looked good passing the ball, as he usually does. And uh, I think they're going to be down in that game, and I think he's going to get a lot of targets. This could be like one of those double-digit target games for him. Absolutely. Um, and then my other one I threw in there was James Conner. I think we touched on it, so I won't talk about it much. But the, a great, great matchup with Houston. And I think, uh, I mean, he had a ton of carries last week. He had over 100 yards. Um, they seem to trust him a lot, even though his efficiency numbers are not very good on the year. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he's going to be the one that has a big game. No, they should both play well this week, but uh, I would bank on James Conner putting some points on the board this week. For sure. All right, and Graham, who do you got this week? Uh, my first one is uh, Mike Davis. I think that uh, he's got a fantastic matchup, and that's my main reason for wanting to start him uh miami is not great against the running back and i i think davis probably punches one in in the red zone and probably gets a decent amount of touches to make himself relevant i don't think he's the highest scoring running back in that backfield this week by any measure especially not in ppr but i think that uh, I, I think he'll have a good week. Um, and then my other one would be Gaskin. I know I had him last week and uh, did not uh, do well with that <laughs> pick. Um, I put him on my start again this week. Uh, I, I, I don't get why Miami doesn't play him more. I, I really don't understand it. He's outside of Waddle. I don't see another offensive weapon that they have that's even remotely close to him for potential. And I think it's it's hard to see them not uh, utilizing him in a plus matchup. Uh, I think this one does put up a decent amount of points. I like Zach's Matt Ryan pick. Uh, so I think both my guys are out of the same game, and I think they'll both do well. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I am going with Chuba Hubbard. Uh, the Giants are allowing the sixth most points to the running back and the second most rushing yards to the running back. So I know it, it to Zach's point earlier, it's a little bit more of an obvious pick, but uh, – um, <laughs> but uh, it, Zach went Zach went deep. I went deepish. And Liam went super safe. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I I was a gentleman this week, and I took last pick of the starts because I had all of the first six or seven start picks last week. So I I was trying to be nice this week. Okay, you guys didn't you didn't leave me any with, with like my Donovan Peoples Jones take last week. Okay, so <laughs> um, and uh, my other start is going to be Josh Jacobs again. A pretty safe pick for his start of the week. Philadelphia is allowing the seventh most points to the running back and the fifth most rushing yards to the running back. So both the guys I've picked, they have a very safe baseline because of the amount of rush yards that the team that they're playing allow, but they also have a very high ceiling because there's there's a lot of touchdown upside for them. Yeah, agreed on both those fronts. I'm starting those guys in a few spots, and I'm hoping I I think they're they're poised to win and do well this week. Yeah. All right, Zach, who do you have sitting for running back this week? 
I went with kind of blanket statements on uh, on my uh, running back sits this week. Pretty aggressive takes on. Uh, uh, I just said the Seahawks backs and the 49ers backs. Um, I've actually seen some spots where people are picking Elijah Mitchell as a possible start. Um, I just I disagree. Uh, um, I don't know. I have the numbers in front of me, but I think Indy's actually pretty good against running backs this year. Um, uh, yes, Indy is in the. They are fifth? the. Yeah, they're allowing the 29th most points. So they're we're talking about like the third, fourth best. Yeah, yeah, no, they're pretty good against backs. So I, 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 I just think they've got draft capital in Sermon. So they're giving him the ball. They've got they just too much going on there, and I, I just find it hard to believe that they all stay healthy and they all get and any one of them gets a certain amount of touches. So I'm staying away from them. And then the Seahawks backs. There's just too much going on now with Penny potentially playing Homer, Dallas. Um, yeah, they're all just yeah too much going on there. So I'm avoiding both. All right, and Graham, who do you have? Uh, uh, my sits, I got uh, all Houston running backs for obvious reasons. I, I like how we, we need isn't, that to a, isn't that a sit every week, every year? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it seems like you, you just plug that one in for good. Now. Yeah, that's there, there every week it's going to be Houston week. for Graham. Graham's got dibs on them. Yeah, yeah just, just going to keep that locked in for the year. About it, super sit. <laughs> uh, my other one is Antonio Gibson. Uh, I really like Gibson. I think he's. I think he, as Zach said, he's the future of that team, but I just, I don't think this is a good week for him. I think they should sit him or at least not give him a lot of touches. Uh, I think it's a bad week to roll him out. Well, the other thing, and, and speaking from complete and total experience here, as I own Gibson in a lot of my leagues that I'm in, it's an absolute headache right now because he can, he can have the stress the stress fracture in his shin and get you twenty two points in a bad matchup, or he can have the stress fracture in his shin and get you four points in a great matchup. I just I don't want to deal with it. I really hope that they sit him for this week and next week and the buy like they're they've got a buy after that. So I just for health reasons, obviously you can tell that I this is this matters to me personally. <laughs> Um, I, I I don't think Washington's really playing for a playoff spot at this point. I don't see any reason to continue to, you know, run them into the yeah. ground. I hope Agreed. so. All right. My sits are, and I say this, I, I have Devontae Booker and Saquon Barkley on here. The only reason I put Barkley, even though I don't think he's playing because that ankle was absolutely ridiculous, um, they still they haven't ruled him out for the game this weekend. He's still listed as no, questionable. No, he's questionable. Like that that to me is I don't understand why. Um even if he's if he for some reason he's gonna limp on the field, it's a terrible matchup against Carolina. So I, I'm not looking to start him. I'm not looking to start Booker either if Barkley gets ruled out. It's it's not a good start this week. And then the other running back that I'm looking to sit, and it's hilarious because I'm just noticing this now. All of our running back six running back sits, except for one of Graham's. Are blanket statements essentially? Yep. Um, I'm not starting Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon this week. It is a tough matchup for them. Cleveland, 30th most points to the running back, and carries are being split between the two of them. It you're limiting their potential in a bad matchup, so it's it's not a good start for me this week. And just with how how many injuries are on Cleveland right now, and how many points they they are allowing two wide receivers. I don't think the running game is going to be there this week. 
All right, let's move on to wide receiver starts. Graham, why don't you lead us off here? All right. Well, uh, I'm definitely uh, in on uh, McCole Hartman this week. Uh, I think that um, Kansas City, I mean, you know they're going to put up points, but right now they're facing the number one uh, or the worst uh, defense to the wide receiver in the league. So it's hard to see them not putting up a lot against Tennessee. And I think at a certain point, it has to go to someone else. And I think that's someone else's hard run. So I, I, I think this is a good week for him to show up and be a solid flex. I love that start. <laughs> uh, my other one is uh, Mooney. Um, I think that he's in a, he's in a good matchup uh, against Tampa. I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. And I think Robinson is, even if he does play, I don't think he's healthy enough to play that well. So I think a lot of those passes are going to go Mooney's way. Yeah, I think smart smart uh, on both those. And I mean, probably one of the big things too with both those matchups is, uh, or both those players is their number one receiver ahead of them on their teams are banged up on both sides. So um, Tyreek Hill was banged up last week. He left the game for a bit, came back, and actually played better when he came back. And uh, and Robinson's hurt a bit too. So those both those guys have a chance to have big games. Probably got one of those cortisone shots in the knee or whatever they are. Yeah. All right. Who do you got, Zach? Yeah, uh, I've got uh, got two guys who are not in the tops at the moment, but uh, I, I like Sterling Shepard a lot this week. Um, I like him all year. Um, when he's healthy, they're they're hurt everywhere. I mean, doesn't look like Slayton's going to play. Evan Ingram has no idea how to catch a football, and uh, I think Shepard's going to get. I mean, I think he had 12 targets last week. Um, I don't see how he gets less than that this week. And um, he's not a huge, huge big play guy. He's definitely been this year. He seems to be in PPR formats pretty valuable because he's catching a lot of balls and getting a lot of targets. Um, and, but I think he's, he's poised for a big week. And my other one is, uh, Jalen Waddle, who, um, you know, look like he, him and two are on the same page now. So assuming all those rumors aren't actually happening and Tua starts this week, I think, uh, I think Waddle's going to blow it up again. Could you imagine the value of Jalen Waddle if Deshaun Watson does get traded to Miami? Yeah. Like he's... Yeah, Dev Devontae Parker, sorry, another note too. I think he's... There's a chance he comes back this week, but I still think uh, I still think Waddle's gonna. Yeah, go I think Waddle's a great start too this week. I do like your Sterling Shepard take because Tony's out, Galladay's out as well, and then you were saying Slayton's probably not playing either. So, <laughs> and Ingram Ingram get, catches one of 15 targets every time. Like who? Goes, so. Who else are they gonna go? Are they gonna go get? Uh, David Tyree off the street to come back to the Giants. Yeah. I think CJ Boards hurt too. I think oh, CJ no. Boards just went on IR and he's like their fifth wide receiver. So. They're going to be starting quarterbacks at wide receiver. Um, yeah. I'll go into my wide receiver starts this week. I'm looking at Calvin Ridley. He did have the personal issue the week before the bye, then had the bye week. It is a good matchup against Miami. He hasn't been awesome or what you drafted him to be this year. But I definitely think this is a week where you can expect the kind of output that you would have expected for the start of the season. Um, my other start is Cortland Sutton. 
Cleveland's allowing the fifth most points to the wide receiver. Judy is still not 100% healthy, left less than a 50% shot to start this week is what they said. And if Bridgewater plays, it, 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 he's going to return great value. My concern is, like, you have to keep an eye on it because Drew Locke ruins so many dreams if he's playing for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's just yeah, I think to tie into that, I think Fant's a pretty strong start this week, obviously, too, even with the buys and everything. But he yeah. could be poised for a pretty big game. All right. And, uh, Graham, who do you got sitting at wide receiver? Uh, I got Robert Woods. Um, I touched on it earlier with Stafford. I I just don't see a lot of uh, throwing going on in this game for Stafford just because it's such a ridiculously good matchup for them. Uh, so I think that, you know, Cup's been a target hog this year. I think you, you're starting Cup if you've got Cup, but... Uh, I, I just don't think Robert Woods is going to have enough targets left to really be relevant enough. The other one I'm sitting is T. Higgins. Uh, I know, Liam, you weren't particularly fond of this take, but I think he's had a few drops. Um no, I, I think I agreed with you on T. Higgins, if I remember correctly, yesterday. Was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's right. You just talked up Chase after I talked. Yeah, I did talk up Chase. Uh, I and, and Chase is definitely, I think, if you got Chase, you're starting Chase. But again, this is this this is a bad matchup uh, for the quarterback and a really bad matchup for the wide receiver. And I just, I don't think they're going to, I don't think that, uh, Higgins is going to have a lot of looks his way to really have anything relevant. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just because, like, I mean, Chase is an absolute freak, like, absolute freak athlete. They're comparing him to Randy Moss with the amount of yards and touchdowns he has through the th- first certain amount of games in the year. And um, I think Boyd's, Boyd is just too much of a safety blanket for Burrow to not be relevant. So, all right, Zach, who do you have sitting? Yeah, so I've got uh, – we spoke on it a little bit earlier with uh, with Gino um, throwing the ball. Now, I, I went with Tyler Lockett. Um, he's – as a Seahawks fan, obviously, that's a challenging one. But uh, I just – I think they're literally part of his value has come just with that connection he's had with Russell Wilson. And it doesn't – I don't think it's there. And uh, and he's kind of a deep ball guy, and Gino's not looking great with that. So I'm uh, – I'm thinking he's probably uh, he's probably going to be. I mean, he's got a floor. He's going to get some targets, but uh, I I would definitely be okay sitting him for some lesser options. Normally, some lesser options this week. And my other option I, I went with for a sit was Devonte Smith. Um, I uh, I don't really I, I don't believe in the arm talent of Jalen Hurts uh, personally. Uh, watching him on the field, like great fantasy. He's one of those those guys who's just a great fantasy quarterback, but. I don't really believe in his talent on the field to lead the team, but um, I don't. Uh, Devonte Smith's a guy that I think is going to be kind of boomer bust, and uh, I think he's a sit this week. I agree because he's going to get the Casey Hayward treatment. So, absolutely, yeah. Agreed. All right, I am sitting on the other side of Devonta Smith, Henry Ruggs, because he's going to get the Darius Slay treatment. Um, Philadelphia is allowing the 28th most points to the wide receiver, so obviously not a good matchup there. 
And uh, he, like I said, he's going to see Darius Slay. So I, I don't think he's going to be very good for anyone's lineup this week. My other sit is Jacoby Myers. The Jets, surprisingly, are allowing the 30th most points to the wide receiver. And it's mostly because you can run the ball all over the Jets. So there's not as many opportunities for the wide receiver. I also looked, and Myers only had like four points the first time they played the Jets this week, uh, this year. So I think I, I think he's not somebody you can slot into your lineup going into this week. Yeah, I agree on both those. Yeah. All right, let's move on over to tight end starts of the week. Um, I think we we went pretty deep on this one, in my opinion. Like I know we didn't necessarily choose some very obvious ones, but uh, I'm actually excited about the guys we chose. Um, I chose CJ Uzama. Um, Baltimore's allowing the fifth most points to the tight end and the fourth, mo the fourth most receiving yards to the tight end. Baltimore's corners are very good, so I feel like this is going to result in a lot more work for Uzama. I, I think it, I think it's a fun start, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm actually... Uh, yeah, I'm starting them in a league, too, where I got Dalton Schultz on a bye, so I'm, uh, I'm all for it. I, I, I laughed him just because uh, of your bold prediction, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, he he's my favorite of our three starts. All right. So I might as well lead into yeah. my uh, start from there. That is, I, I don't have as much faith in, but uh, I like Evan Ingram this week. I know uh, Zach's not a fan, <laughs> um, but I think that there's just nobody to throw to in that offense. Um and so he's gonna he's gonna catch two of sixteen this week instead of one of sixteen. Hey, it, even if he even if he's in a terrible like reception percentage there, the, the maybe maybe he gets targeted ten times. Maybe he only catches yeah. four of those. It's but that's it's, good it's for tight, tight end. <laughs> it's tight ends, exactly. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I think his floor this week is actually pretty solid, regardless of how many drops he has. Um, and he's still got decent yard after the catch potential. He's, he's quick. Um, he has a possibility of having a monster game, which is pretty rare, especially this week. If you're looking at streamers. Agreed. Yeah, I yeah, I agree too. Um, I, yeah, I, I I trash him a lot. I always have. Uh, I'm pretty sure your exact so... quote was if he could learn how to catch. Yeah, well, and and I truly actually believe that he's so athletically gifted and should be a monster out there, and he just drops everything. So I, uh, I mean, Daniel Jones is starting to look a little better this year, and he's still dropping those balls from him. So I don't know. He's uh, he's like you said, bipocalypse. He's a uh, he's a fine start this week. Um, I, uh, I went with Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, I think he's going to be pretty heavily targeted too. similar situation to Ingram, just, um, not a lot of other options there. Uh, and I, he, he's looked pretty good the last couple weeks with, uh, with Logan Thomas out. So I think, uh, I think he's a good option. I think he had a four red zone targets the other week or something like he's, they're throwing him the ball and, and Heineke seems to like him. So if he's still out there, if Heineke's still throwing the ball, I think it's going to be a, a decent floor, just like the last, just like Ingram too. I think he's got a good floor this week. You took the words right out of my mouth because I was going to say Fitz has never been known to target the tight end. So I really hope Heineke does start for Ricky Seals-Jones' uh, sake. But yeah, uh, agreed. Uh, we'll go into the tight end sits here. Um, I drafted him in a lot of leagues. Tyler Higby, I am not starting him this week. D 
Detroit's actually pretty decent against the tight end. There are better tight ends to stream, even though it is by apocalypse. And they're like, it's all based off of it's, it's touchdown or bust for me for Higby right now, because he's only getting a certain amount of targets and it's only turning into like one or two receptions. And there's just, there's too many other guys on that offense with touchdown upside. So I'm not looking to start Higby this week at all. Finally giving in and uh, <laughs> getting it's, off the Higby train. I need to tell you guys a funny story because if he listens to this podcast, it'll be hilarious. So we all know TJ. He, yeah, yeah. I, I dropped Tyler Higby. This, I, I, I dropped him today and picked up Hunter Henry. And as soon as it went through, I put, I, I bid three bucks on Henry. TJ also, he, he, he doesn't have Dawson Knox this week. And uh, he's got two tight ends on his roster right now, both of them not playing this week. Um, he put a $3 bid on Hunter Henry as well, but I had priority. So as soon as it went through, I got this hate message from TJ just being like, you don't need him. But yeah, it's it's pretty funny because I, I gave him a bunch of options. He's He's got his mind set on one guy. I'm not going to say who it is because, I don't know, somebody might try and block him, who knows. But uh, he's got his mind set on one guy, and I, I tried to give him all three of our starters this week, and he's not into any of them. Fair enough. Um, for me, uh, I went with uh, all of Cleveland's tight ends. Um, I I think that, you know, I, I really want to believe in, in Joku. Uh Hooper's certainly got the talent, but I think that this game in particular, uh, they've got kind of a, a dumpster fire of missing pieces right now in Cleveland. It, it's hard to see them moving the ball very well. Uh, I don't see them moving the ball to the tight end very well in this game. Uh, they're facing a really tough defense. And I just think with two mouse feed, it's pretty hard to see either one really not starving in this one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I actually, I was, yeah, I was actually considering uh, with Keenum out there and with um, you know some of the all the injuries and then if Beckham doesn't play, I was thinking about maybe rolling the dice on Austin Hooper this week when in, in one start. I still may do it in DFS. We'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I think it's pretty safe to say that they're probably not poised for a big game, and having multiple guys with that they're trying to feed right now doesn't help. Um, yeah, my, going to my set, I, uh, <laughs> you guys might, I, this might not be as popular a take, but I went with Zach Ertz, who I, I honestly just, you know, with the coaching issues right now with guys in and out, and, and, uh, and Arizona, I think, just destroying the, in this game, uh, I don't think Ertz is going to see a ton of, he's going to run a ton of routes. Um, he's probably still getting familiar with the playbook. So, I, yeah, I, I, he, with the Bipocalypse, you could put him in there, but I, I don't think he's going to, I think he's going to let you down this week. Zach's just hating yeah. on Zach. Yeah, <laughs> hate all the Zachs. All right. Okay, so uh, let's go back, right back to you, Zach. Who are you starting at defense? Um, I'm going with Carolina this week. I think they're, they're poised to uh, to have a big, big uh, week. Great matchup for them, and um, I I think their defense is, is slowed down a little bit. Obviously, they started really strong, but uh, I still think they're they're um, probably a top ten defense rest of season. And 
they they're young, but they uh, they're coming together and they're playing pretty well. So I think they're gonna they're gonna get a. I'm hoping, yeah. I, I think they're gonna get a put up a pretty solid game. At least at least be a top AD this week. Well, especially against with the matchup against the Giants and the Giants just being absolutely depleted everywhere. Depleted and depleted and and Daniel Jones. Yeah, turnover machine, Daniel Jones. <laughs> All right, who do you got, Graham? I went New Orleans. I think they're still available on a lot of waiver wires. They're up against a team that is very, very reliant on their kind of all-world talent quarterback who won't be playing uh, in Seattle. And I think Collins right now is looking like he might not play as well, which hurts again. And, And New Orleans has a very capable defense i think it's hard to see them not uh have a pretty easy go in this one couple turnovers plenty of sacks to go around um i think this will be a good game for them all right and i went with green bay against playing against washington heineke has been turning over the ball i honestly i think i've talked about taylor heineke way more than i've wanted to tonight um, he's been turning over the ball a lot recently, and if it's his back, I think there's going to be some rust, which is beneficial for the Green Bay defense. And <laughs> I put a little note on here, but I mean, not necessarily something that's going to come to fruition. Maybe it's Tua. Who knows? I doubt they throw a bit, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't think they will. Even if that somehow goes through, I don't think they're putting two in this week. So. It would be pretty funny to see him and Fitz and <laughs> another quarterback competition. Yeah. Fitz is sitting on the sidelines going, damn it, I can't get away from this guy. <laughs> Fitz, Fitz's kryptonite is Tua, as to almost Tyrod Taylor is just any rookie quarterback. It's the same situation. <laughs> All right, let's get into bold predictions. Uh, who? Anybody want to start off with their bold prediction? Uh, I'll lead in. Uh, I went uh, Chuba Hubbard as a top 10 running back this week. Um, I don't know if that's bold enough for you guys, but... Uh... <laughs> I mean, in comparison to mine, I, if I, and maybe this is just me, I think mine is the boldest out of the three. I think Graham's is the least bold. I'll go yeah. with that. <laughs> all right fine i'll say he's a top eight yeah that makes uh, me feel right. yeah, a little better I, I, yeah that works yeah i, I, I think that. it's highly possible yeah yeah i i think he's i think he's got the matchup um and i think he's gonna get the touches to have a shot uh as long as he gets one or two trips to the end zone to to be in that uh top eight sweet spot all right, and I'll, uh, I'll go next. Um, CJ Uzama is going to be a top five tight end this week. I think with the matchup against Baltimore, safe floor, going to get enough targets to be super relevant against what every other tight end is going up against this week. I think it's, I think it's a very, it's very possible. Yeah, and I don't think that's ever been said in a, probably in a fantasy football show before, so. That's uh, <laughs> I don't think Uzama's ever been considered a top five tight end in any week. So no, I think no, that's I don't uh, think so. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's I, I a honestly good bold don't prediction. think. I, yeah, it is, and I think it actually could could happen. I actually kind of agree. So, <laughs> uh, even though it's bold, um, 
Yeah, mine. I made the. I made my. Uh, I came up with mine before I knew that Baker wasn't going to play, and uh, uh, and also not thinking Beckham might uh, be hurt. But I said Odell Beckham finishes as a top fifteen wide receiver against the Broncos. Um, I yeah, I, he may not play if he doesn't play. I'm, I I'd pivot that to Sterling Shepard, and uh, I think they're kind of in the same ballpark uh, as far as where their kind of projections are in that. So. Uh, I'm going to go Odell Beckham, but pivot to Sterling Shepard if he's home. All right. And that, I mean, that became even more bold with uh, Case Keenum as a starter now. So, should be Yeah, no, I, I like it. I, li- I like the boldness. <laughs> with, with Who Keenum, knows what Case, Case Keenum out there. would get, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah he, could, he, he, Case, he, he could like get he 25. To... Yeah. He could get 25 fantasy points, or he could get minus one. He, yeah. likes, he likes to throw the ball down the field. He's an aggressive QB. Which is uh, so yeah. terrifying, though, because I don't know how many Case Keenum guys you uh, games you guys have watched, but he loves to throw the ball downfield. He does not have that strong of an arm. He really doesn't. No. <laughs> Everything hangs up. And even, like, a prime example is when he was in Minnesota and he threw that ball to Diggs, and the fact that the safety took out the corner and Diggs was able to run it off for a, touch, a game-winning touchdown. But you watch that pass, and yeah, he was under pressure, but... That's what a lot of his passes look like. Yeah, he underthrew that one horribly. Like he does a lot of his passes. Uh, he gets a lot of pass interference calls just because the receivers have to stop, and corners are often dumb enough to run into him. Okay. But uh, those don't get you fantasy points. No, they do not. I, <laughs> I bet like every wide receiver comes back to the huddle being like, "What kind of throw was that, Casey?" He's like, "It was a back shoulder one. Why didn't you get it?" <laughs> Oh boy! All right. Well, I think that just about do does it for tonight. Sorry, does it that about <laughs> does it for tonight? Thank you for uh, thank you for listening. Uh, great to have both you guys, like all of us together. That was super awesome. Hopefully, we can do it a lot more in the future. Um, we will get back to just uh, some more next week. If you have any questions, you can always contact us by email at. Football at gmail.com. Not going to screw that up tonight. Um, also, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so you can listen to us, us there as well as YouTube. All right, well, thanks, and have yourselves a good rest of the day. Bye. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers.